0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Hey guys, it's Natalia and welcome back to Unfiltered Fashion Talks. Today we have Mara from Mara the Label with us. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. How about yourself?
1: I am good. I'm so excited to have you. Also, to anybody who's watching this, um, she's got her dog on her lap
0: and it's the cutest little thing ever. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yes, she wants to be part of the conversation.
1: I love it. I am so here for it. She's. I think she's the first dog we've had on the podcast, so kind of exciting.
0: Well, well she's honored. She wouldn't have it any other way.
1: I love that. I love that. <laughs> So do you want to give us like a little background, a little intro of yourself?
0: Okay, sure. So I was born in California. I moved around a lot as a kid due to my dad being in the Air Force. Um, and then my family landed at uh, like Lake Tahoe area, Reno. And then I went to college in San Francisco. I studied design there. And then I spent two semesters abroad in London at Central St. Martin's so I studied design there and fell in love with it even more and then after graduating from my undergrad I was working um, in San Francisco for a few different companies and everything I was doing was like all for fashion so I decided I wanted to study fashion design specifically and um, enrolled at FITM and Learn the ins and outs to start um, a fashion company there.
1: That's so cool. You have like a very extensive background, I feel (laughs) like, because I was, you know, doing my quick little research before doing this and I didn't realize that you went to like um, San Francisco and like Central St. Martin's. Dude, that's so cool. How was that semester like or the year that you were there?
0: It was awesome. I, yeah, it took a minute to get used to London, but then once Mm -hmm. once it clicked, I wanted to stay um the school's like uh it's just so different there like being in London versus like um like a U.S. school mm-hmm. but it was such a great experience it's more like uh like concept based and right it's a bit more abstract than like college here I felt like
1: yeah that's how I felt when I did my year in Italy too I'm like I, it's just a lot more oh no it's a different vibe but it's really cool to have both for sure
0: yeah definitely
1: yeah, how was your experience at Fitum?
0: I loved it. I, um, yeah, it's pretty quick. Oh, it's intensive. So it was like mm-hmm. 18, month, 18 months. Um, I really liked it because you do everything from, like you learn all the computer software and then industry sewing and then pattern drafting and then you create collections. Mm-hmm. So it's like intensive because they're like little... Quarters, but um, yeah, I learned a lot there, and I really enjoyed the program.
1: Yeah, no, that's so cool. I've had a couple of other fitum students on here, and they've all said the same thing, which is funny because like I never even like looked into FITM when I was looking at fashion schools. Don't know why, but now that I've you know gone to fashion school, whatever, I feel like I've heard about it so much more, and it's all been really good things. So that's really cool.
0: Yeah, I guess because it's the West Coast option. Right. I thought about going to New York, but since I was already over in San Francisco, it was just a lot easier to stay, and so that was kind of why, but it is a good program.
1: Yeah, so did you always want to end up in LA, or like did you ever have that dream of like going to New
0: York? I did want to go to New York, so initially I wanted to go to New York and go to Parsons, or um, at first I wanted to go to NYU for undergrad, and I just stayed on the West coast and then I did think about going to FIT or Parsons and I just logistically stayed in uh, California. Cause it was like, it was like there, but, but I mean, yeah, I do love New York and it's such a cool city and it is the fashion hub of the U S. Um, but the reason why I moved down to LA was, it was a lot better for starting a company and like I do all my production and uh, um LA so that was the goal when I moved down to LA to start a fashion company and do the production Mm -hmm. and there's just like such a bigger infrastructure here than there was in San Francisco for that
1: yeah no for sure I feel like now that I'm looking into all of that too like LA makes so much more sense like I've always been the New York person but now that I look into it I'm like actually I feel like LA makes a lot of sense for having a brand
0: yeah it's nice there's a lot well because there's the industry here with Um, like film and tv so there are Mm -hmm. there's like a lot of talent here for um, like photographers and models so there's that and then like the infrastructure for like um, sewing and getting your production made it is like available here Mm -hmm. and then LA is so much more spread out than New York so that's a little bit like you can find like your niche and like what area you want to live. Mm-hmm. And then, um, also the weather's really nice.
1: <laughs> yes. That's like my selling point nowadays. I'm, like that would be <laughs> so nice to have.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, LA is a pretty, it is nice to live here. It's yeah. like a good city.
1: Yeah. And it makes sense for your brand. Cause you're like very resort wear. So it's like your perfect vibe. Absolutely
0: yeah it makes more sense I don't do as I do have a couple jackets but I like Mm -hmm. I think my passion is doing like sets and dresses and kind of like lighter pieces Mm -hmm. yeah it's better here than New York
1: yeah for sure no I totally get that so when did you start your brand and how was that like journey for you
0: So I officially launched it about two years ago, like I guess even a little bit less. Mm -hmm. Um I launched it the summer of 2020. Okay. And I'd been working on it for a while because um like once I got out of college, I like had I was like kind of dreaming up like what I wanted to do and kind of like figuring out the steps to do that. Um And so I moved down down to LA five years ago. And then once I moved down here, I was like kind of like putting in the pieces of like figuring out production and getting like some samples made and all of that. But I would say like four years ago is like when I kind of like start, like initially started writing my business plan and then figuring Mm -hmm. out like where I could potentially do production and figuring out stories and silhouettes and like what I wanted the brand to look like. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was like some legwork before I actually launched it.
1: Yeah, no, that makes sense because I think you're the first person I've had on this podcast that like manufactures. So kind of a fun perspective to have because it's something that I'm looking into nowadays because I'm very tired of sewing. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but I'm like curious to like know like kind of how long it took you to find like a manufacturer that you like trust and like that whole process because I'm like you know starting that a little bit and I feel like it's a lengthier process than I had pictured it to be yeah. um yeah how long did it take you to like find your your perfect match
0: I took a little bit I'd say because I met someone that through like a networking event that was um like she did sample making mm-hmm. and I had done some of my own samples, but I wanted to kind of, like, try, like, working a lot more with silks and, like, more delicate fabrics, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and so I started working with her, and um, then that kind of, like, led me towards meeting the, like, team I work with, and then I had worked with another um, woman who I still, like, work with a little bit, so I'd say it was, like, not working a little, like, trying things seeing like what people specialize in Mm -hmm. because there's that and then it's also like yeah just like being able to really clearly communicate what you want like through like your tech packs like your flats your Mm -hmm. just all of that so to make sure that you're getting what you envisioned right (laughs) yeah
1: it is a it is a lot of like steps to make sure there's
0: proper communication about
1: everything is what I'm realizing
0: yeah there really is and then um yeah then like planning out like when you have to like really plan things out and you have to do a lot of communicating yes so that's a big part of it
1: yes for sure have you had like any troubles with it like anything go like super wrong in terms of samples or production or anything or
0: has it been like pretty
1: smooth sailing
0: um, nothing's gone like that wrong. Mm-hmm. I say, um, sometimes I want something like faster perhaps. Mm-hmm. And so like sometimes planning things out better. And then, um, like you kind of learn what like types of fabric, certain like production places are better with People mm-hmm. like, are better with knits. Some people are better with wovens and like silks so, so I'd say that's kind of the biggest one is you don't want to you kind of have to learn that one quicker
1: so yeah
0: your money on materials
1: right no that makes total sense because I didn't think I thought about that prior to it of like people you know can specialize in different things it's uh-huh. not like an all-in-one kind of deal yeah so yeah that's an important thing to to think about for sure
0: yes yeah, so I think like one of the things is to Sometimes it's like good to start small, like start with like a couple styles, mm-hmm. which is sometimes harder to do. Cause like, I feel like when you're creative, you like want, or for me at least, I'm like, yeah, you want to do everything. I'm, yeah. Like I want all of this, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's good to just start with a couple. Cause then you can focus and like, then you'll get like, like a top and some pants and, and
1: right with it. Yeah. And get it all perfected and like do yeah. all the things yeah yeah no that's it's very true I feel like you have some like very good staple pieces like that like your slip dresses are like perfect love them (laughs) yeah no I feel like you've definitely perfected like your certain styles that you have love that um yeah of course of course so how have you been like promoting your brand or like how how have you gotten, like, yourself out there? Because if you started summer of 2020, which is also when I started, you know, mid-pandemic times, wasn't the greatest time for any of us. No. (laughs) Um, So, like, how has that been for you? Like, what's worked best for you?
0: Well, let's see. I mean, of course, like, Instagram for Mm -hmm. putting it out there. Um, Yeah, like, I still, like, kind of learning, like, what's the best way to, like, gain, like, maybe more followers. But I Mm -hmm. think yeah Instagram was good because that kind of like I don't know people would reach out and it's like just people you never even would have had the opportunity to right. like work so I think like doing lots of content like doing shoots and things like that and then putting that out on Instagram was kind of the biggest thing and yeah just, yeah, and then like it led to like fashion shows and things right. like a bigger
1: yeah you also do a lot of like pop-ups and stuff I feel like which is
0: so fun (laughs) they are really fun
1: have those been like beneficial I've like really not done a lot of pop-ups at all because like I just there's none in my area but Mm -hmm. obviously LA has a lot more going on all the time so like has that been like good for you like have you like would you consider it beneficial
0: yeah for sure Like I've done, yeah, that's a good point. So yeah, I started doing pop-ups like last February. So I guess it's been about a year. Mm -hmm. Um, I found one that was going on, on the West side of LA and I started doing those. They were like the indie markets and I started to get to know people that were also like putting it on there. And then Um, The owner of this store, I've become friends with. And so that's like led to now I have my product in her store and like, Mm -hmm. you know, like we collaborate on some things. So yeah, the pop-ups are really good. I've met so many people through it, like friends and other designers. So I love doing them. And Mm -hmm. yeah, so I do a lot on the West side. And then I've done some like in downtown LA with another designer. And she has a studio downtown, so we've done some events. And, yeah, she has, like, um, like a Japanese fusion style to her design work. So um, the space is pretty interesting and cool. And then um, i trying to think about And then I've done some pop-ups. I'm going to do one in New York, actually, next week. That's so
1: exciting. Oh, my gosh.
0: Yeah, it's the first one there. So I'm, like, planning that one out and yeah and then I have one this weekend with it's called the Venice Fest Mm -hmm. and my friend Sarah the one who um was putting on the indie markets she like organized this whole pop-up um like in West LA like Venice Smart Vista area and so there's going to be like I think like 150 vendors and wow it'll be really fun so yeah it's called Love Fest so it's like centered around like (laughs) Love and valentine's even I though- love
1: that yeah <laughs> yeah no that's so fun um wow I see like this is why I want to like live in a big city so I can do freaking pop-ups like that it just sounds like such a good time also just for like yeah. networking and meeting people like I'm sure you've met so many people through all of that
0: yeah and yeah I always do and then it's like fun because you're meeting people that have mm-hmm. either like similar interests or they have their own business or you never know who you're gonna meet so yeah that is mm-hmm. like a big that's something I really do like about LA because there's a lot of like things going on like that right or there's lots of creatives or people that are wanting to do things and it's fun because they're all outside too and
1: mm-hmm.
0: the weather's been like you're able to do it here <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes for sure what oh that it? sounds wonderful <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but my skin gets so dry out here in the Midwest winter. For real though, the cold here is no joke. Luckily, we've got Way to keep us hydrated. Turn your shower into a self-care moment with the gentle skin softening Whey Melrose Place Body Cleanser. It balances your skin without stripping it or leaving unwanted residue while gently cleansing and nourishing at the same time with a luxurious lather. It has skin softening oils in a hydrating blend with high quality nourishing ingredients like jojoba seed oil and rosehip oil. And post-shower, keep your skin feeling satin smooth with Whey Melrose Place Body Cream. It's fast-absorbing to nourish your skin when you need it most with hydration that lasts and prevents dryness. It's made with high-quality nourishing ingredients like squalane, coconut oil, kupuasu butter, and coconut oil. Experience the new Whey Melrose Place Body Crème and Body Cleanser. Your body, your way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code BLEAVE. That's B L E A V to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at T H E O U A I dot com code believe, BLEAV B L E A V. New York. Let's talk about that. Do you also have like your stuff like out in the store in New York, right?
0: I do. Yeah, I have it at Flying Solo. So it's That's for- so cool. Yeah, it's been really fun. It's, um, for independent designers and yeah, I found out about it through a friend from, um, when I did Miami swim week. Mm -hmm. So I, um, applied to get into the store and I've been in there since December. So it's been cool. They like your, um, there's like two things. There's one, um, section where your stuff's in the store and then there's like uh, it's called the copper room where stylists can pull and like Ooh. all sorts of things. So that's pretty fun because then like sometimes your work gets in like magazines or like gets pulled for certain things. But yeah, so New York's been cool and um, yeah, like a whole new network, I guess.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's so cool. Oh no, I feel like I've done a lot of social media work, but I haven't done a lot of in-person work. And I feel oh. like you're kind of oppositely where you've done so much in-person work. And it's yeah. just really cool. Like, I, I don't know. I've like, I'm so intrigued by that just because I haven't done it. So I like, every time you do something, I'm like, wow, that's so cool. Oh,
0: well, thank you. <laughs> of course. Well, you're good at social media. You have like, that's something I can. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have like, interaction. So,
1: yeah, I don't know. It's, it's good. But it's like, I would love to do just like, in person stuff too. Like, I'm like craving meeting people and like, being out there but do it. yeah yeah we're, we're trying we're trying to get there but
0: that's been a time
1: yeah exactly one thing at a time can't do it all
0: can't when you're doing it yourself <laughs>
1: exactly which speaking of you do it kind of all yourself too right like I don't you don't have like anybody necessarily like working for you
0: no not, other than the production right
1: other than manufacturing that makes sense
0: and then I work with like some photographers like one of my friends has worked on a lot of photo shoots with me and, um, yeah, so she's been, like, uh, along for the ride for sure. Um, and yeah, so I'd say her and then, but yeah, for the most part, it's myself (laughs) because, yeah, I don't have social media or any, like, marketing or any of that. Yeah,
1: what's been, like, the hardest thing for you, like, running your business or, like, what's, like, the thing you dread the most about running your own business?
0: Hmm. Let's see. <laughs> well, I mean, hmm. I'd say, yeah, sometimes patience, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that's dreading, but just like being like, I want everything to happen all at once. Yeah. So I guess just like building out the calendar sometimes and, um, yeah, having patience or just like following up on things, making sure that it gets there on time, mm-hmm. and the social media part. I think that's kind of the hardest part because I'm like, I'm like, oh, I made all these like photos that I'm like happy about, like I want people mm-hmm. to see it. Right. So I think that's one of the harder parts.
1: No, that makes sense. I mean, even for me though, I like I feel like social media is like a strong suit for me I still get so frustrated with it because every now and then like the algorithm decides to just be the worst and it doesn't push it to anybody and then I'm like why am I putting in all this effort if it uh-huh. doesn't even get anywhere like it can get so frustrating
0: yeah because didn't you because you had YouTube first right is that where you
1: yeah I've done YouTube since like middle school so it's just oh. like all yeah <laughs> like don't go scrolling back but um oh. There's like so much there, but I didn't start like showing my brand on it till I obviously started it. But yeah, yeah, so I like I had some traction on YouTube. I think I may have had like 10 or 15K on there when I started my brand. So like I had something, but yeah, it's just it's grown a lot kind of everywhere since then. But yeah, which is really cool. But yeah, I still feel like sometimes I'm like putting all this stuff out and then nobody sees it and I'm like, (sighs) oh. Mm-hmm. that or like you take like these beautiful pictures and you think they're gonna do so well mm-hmm. and then for whatever reason they don't but then like some picture yeah. that you don't put that much effort into decides to do super well and I'm like
0: sure. what the heck I not know what you mean yeah it's interesting how that happens mm-hmm. or do you think that people like seeing they like seeing the owner
1: on the. yes industry. they do I've noticed that because I like just did a photo shoot with like actual models for once. And I was so excited about it because I hate having to do it myself. I was like, uh-huh. this is so fun to have people on there. And like all my posts are doing, I don't want to say like bad, but they're not doing as great as they usually do. And I'm like, is this because people aren't seeing me and they like would rather see me like this is sad.
0: <laughs> I know. I know. Cause you put in all the work and it. like cute. Right. Did you do it out in LA or? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I flew out there and did it with some friends out there. So I was like so excited about it. And then, and the pictures are like beautiful and everything, but I'm like, it's not doing as well as I wanted, And it's so sad.
0: I know. You don't know until you try something or.
1: Exactly. See
0: where you can like find a happy medium.
1: Yeah. It's hard. Cause it's like, obviously, yeah, it is fun to show the behind the scenes and show like yourself doing stuff yeah but also it's like so draining to show yourself all the time (laughs) like you want to show other people too you know
0: right yeah you want to have like not just you on there all the time but yeah I get what you're saying I'm trying to add on there more because I wasn't and now I'm like oh I think it, it helps if I do
1: Yes, it definitely does. I feel like people are just like very used to seeing more like personable brands nowadays because of social media. And I feel like it just, if you don't have that, people like don't seem to care as much, which yeah. is like good and bad because again, I don't like to show myself 24 seven either, <laughs> but it is what the people like. So <laughs> you got to balance it somehow.
0: Definitely.
1: Side note. I never even like said how we met on this <laughs> podcast, <laughs> but Anyway, speaking of events and pop-ups and things, we actually met at one, um, (laughs) which is actually the first one I ever did, which was the one in Joshua Tree last summer, which was super fun, but also like such a random thing. Like sometimes I think back and I'm like, I don't know why I thought it was a good idea to go out to the desert (laughs) in the middle of a pandemic while I'm like not from California whatsoever. Like I really flew out there with like zero like expectations of what was going to (laughs) happen. Mm-hmm. but it was super fun and I'm like I'm glad I did but I was like wow that was kind of random of me to do but like that was super fun
0: I mean yeah it was kind of random I for me right. too, even though I'm close to it but mm-hmm. yeah, Joshua Tree is off the beaten path and not like the fashion hub but like a lot of people go out there for mm-hmm. photos and they do yeah well and then like Coachella and things like that are out in the desert so there's lots of music things but right Yeah, it was like a quieter time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it definitely was because, yeah, that was May of Mm 2021. So, yeah, it was like kind of empty and kind of a time, but it was honestly like super fun. It's super beautiful out there picture wise. Like I feel like your collections look so good out there. (laughs) Like the vibes, I think, just like match so well. Oh, thank you. Kind of, I guess, going backwards a little bit, but like post-college, did you like get a job in the industry first and like kind of do that whole thing?
0: I did, yeah. So i worked at several companies, like I, um, let's see, well, I've worked at several companies, but yeah, once I graduated from my undergrad, I worked for like, I was first interned with, um. A couple design companies and one was like a clothing company and i was doing screen printing and that's when i was like oh i want to like work for like do fashion like -hmm. school for fashion and then once i got out of fashion school i style i did some styling and then i interned not interned um i did some freelance for some companies in the bay area and then i got a job at north face so i worked there like contracting for about a year and that was like, that was cool. Cause I worked in the materials department and their company is cool. so big. Mm-hmm. So it was a good, really good experience to see like how that's run and then just like work with like a whole bunch of different teams. And mm-hmm. then when I moved down to LA, I did some freelance design and then I got a full-time job at a dress company and they did like event dresses and they're on like Nordstrom and Neiman Marcus and they did prom dresses and bridal and there I got to help develop like the bridal lines and the prom lines. So I I did like a bit of everything. I did like casting, I did graphic design, like fashion design, like figuring out what dresses we were gonna keep for the lines. Uh, fittings like all sorts of things so I was there for four years and I actually just left that job a few months ago so I was working Mm full-time for like a while while I had my brand yeah
1: Yeah. that's crazy I have not worked full-time at any sort of fashion job like I entered when I was in college and that was already a lot so I cannot imagine working a full-time job and trying to run your brand at the same time like uh, yeah. that, that's a lot of work to be doing
0: it was a lot of work it helped like keep um like the overhead and everything right and, um yeah since I was like doing manufacturing like outside of just like me sewing and everything mm-hmm. so it really like gave me the stability to start like I think my brand um where I was like kind of envisioning like yeah to have some stability there
1: yeah, no, that makes total sense. But that that is a lot of work that you have done.
0: <laughs> I mean, you continue work.
1: to do, but you know.
0: It was, it was definitely a lot of hours. And um, I mean, I yeah, it was a lot of hours. But I just was like, oh, this is my goal. So I'm going to do it. Yeah, but yeah, nice. it's been nice to have the time to just like solely focus on my brand. Oh, I bet. <laughs> and so that's been good. I've been like getting... Yeah, I think, I guess, a lot more organized, too, because then Mm -hmm. I'm able to, like, make sure all the, like, loose ends are tied, I guess.
1: Right. No, I can only imagine, like, it would be so hard to, I don't know, keep everything organized and, like, schedule things and, like, shoots and everything around, like, a full-time job.
0: It happens. But, yeah, the shoots were, like, those were okay. Well, yeah, I would do them on the weekend, I guess. Right those were sort of tricky to schedule, but at the same time, they're, like, really fun to do, so it was, like, Mm -hmm. whenever I was doing those on the weekend, it was, like, it was pretty fun, and then my friend was, um, she does a lot of the photos, uh, so, yeah, it was, like, a good system.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, obviously, it worked, because you're here now, so you managed, which is, which is all that matters, (laughs) But that is crazy. I think that's so cool because I feel like a lot of people just assume you have to like quit everything and then start your brand. But mm-hmm. like you can totally work and kind of start it at a slower rate.
0: Mm-hmm. Cause,
1: yeah. Because I don't know. I just feel like there's this weird like thing where everybody's like, you have to quit your full-time job and like f- follow your dream and do this. I'm like, yeah. you can also take it slow. Like you do not have to go full force into it, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah and i wanted to just like focus on it but then i was like trying to logistically figure out how exactly. i exactly stay in la and mm-hmm. do all of that but yeah
1: yeah and you made it work i mean especially in la i think it would be really hard to just start from scratch and make ends meet like it's not it's not that cheap to live there so
0: yeah, that's you know. the thing. And then yeah, if you want to like pay people to do
1: exactly
0: photography or like edit photos or any of that or like getting things made and materials. Right. So, without like um, starting maybe with like I don't know. I didn't want to like start with an investor necessarily. Yeah. Or, like, we got a huge loan or something like that. So that's just yeah. you know, the costs down.
1: No, it um, makes total sense. And you made it work and you're here now. So that's, <laughs> yeah. you know, you did it. That's really cool.
0: Yeah, did it. Yes. Here for
1: yes. Oh my God. <laughs> so freaking cute. <laughs> I love it. So, okay. I haven't even like touched on the subject, but you're also a sustainable brand. And I don't know if I've said that in this podcast at all, but obviously that is important to note. But like, what, like what brought you to being sustainable or like, why did you choose to be sustainable? Because, you know, not everybody is, Um, but you're like purposefully using like dead stock fabrics and, you know, trying to like be more low waste about everything. So when did you decide to kind of like take that step and make your brand that way?
0: Well, so I studied um, design at uh, USF for undergrad and I took a sustainable design class. And at the time I was like more graphic design and like fine arts and I was spending like a ton of time on the computer and um yeah anyways I took the sustainable design class and I it kind of opened my eyes because this was like over 10 years ago so they were talking like less about sustainability then and it kind of gave me the realization that like as a designer you could like have like a better purpose or like you don't just have to make like pretty things or something that like is like used for a little bit and thrown out you can make something that's like like less wasteful for the environment so um that got me thinking and then once I graduated and realized I wanted to start a fashion brand I was like oh I want to do sustainable design because at the time there weren't that many like fashion like fashion companies that were sustainable Mm -hmm. and then like reformation came out a little bit like later and they did it really well and um but yeah so I wanted to make like cute clothing that was sustainable and then like it kind of grew from there where I learned like ways you can make it sustainable like manufacturing in the U.S. and Mm -hmm. then like making smaller batches or like using um like materials like silk or linen like natural things and then dead stock since it's already produced and then like another thing I've done is like I've made like masks and like scrunchies and like even like parts of like I'm like like making these little like bralettes and like those are all like things that are smaller pieces and like I'm able to like repurpose
1: yeah I love that the bralettes are so cute by the way that little like lingerie set so cute thank you
0: yeah I'm excited about it because I love like little things like that and now Mm -hmm. like Happy I have this like new style. So yeah
1: <laughs> I love that. Um, was it hard to like do the whole lower waist stuff with like a manufacturer and like have them take kind of the offcuts and doing all the smaller little things that you do? Or was it kind of seamless?
0: Um, so I explained what I wanted, and mm-hmm. the lady I work with is like I really I like her and she's just um she doesn't like to waste things either. So like she'll incorporate that and then like once she realized that's what i wanted to do at first she was kind of like huh and mm-hmm. then now she just does it like yeah, yeah. For, like if i have extras she'll like sometimes like make scrunchies with them or like masks and things like that so and yeah she's pretty um, like receptive
1: <laughs> that's really nice i think that's really cool because i think a lot of i don't know production places don't want to deal with the hassle of like kind of going through Offcuts or just like extra pieces, so it's like nice that you found somebody that you know can do that for you because there's just like so much extra fabric when you cut something out. you can make so much out of it.
0: So true. Yeah. Yeah. I think for yeah, I guess she's able to do it because I she probably I don't know she doesn't like throwing out all the fabric either. And then like mm-hmm. if I used silk or something, then she doesn't mm-hmm. want to throw that out. So, yeah,
1: which makes but- sense.
0: <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But yeah, you're right. Not everyone's going to see it the same way.
1: Yes. It's good that you found the right people that can do it for you. Thank you so much for coming on today. Super fun talking. Do you want to like shout yourself out? Where can people find you?
0: Sure. So on Instagram, my Instagram is at Mara the label, Mara underscore the underscore label. And then my website is MaraLabel.com. And those are the places that I am the most. I also started TikTok, but it is slowly growing.
1: (laughs) Slowly but surely. Everybody starts somewhere, you
0: know? That's true. It's Mara the Label and Gigi is on there
1: as well. (laughs) That is all you need. She's so freaking cute. (laughs) Perfect. Well, go check her out. If you guys haven't go follow, if you're into really pretty resort wear and cute slip dresses and pretty little patterns in silk, you will love Mara. So go check it out and I will see you guys in the next one. Bye.